What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to episode number 136 of this Brain Body Resilience podcast. I am still your host, JPB, and today's episode is more reminiscent of earlier episodes. I'm throwing it back to where I show share a little bit of uh, my experience dealing with stressful things. I've kind of gotten away from that, I think, and I think it's really important that we share stories. That's a big part of what I believe lets us know that we are not alone in these human experiences. And I had something uh, quite stressful and really embarrassing happen to me recently. And so naturally, I want to share that publicly with you. Um, Because shame cannot survive the light. And I think that there is I, I feel I truly believe that there is much power in community healing and sharing of stories and and community around humanity and normalizing humanity. So um, I do want to say that I am talking about some kind of traumatic events, so please proceed or don't according to how you need to care for yourself. So if you haven't heard me talk previously uh, about this, I experience what I believe to be psychogenic seizures. And this began about six months after I started therapy, which was um, a little over four years ago. And I'm not sure if I've ever really talked in depth about that here. So here we go. After the first episode that I had um, was very sudden and, and traumatic. I was eating breakfast and then I just felt these really strange sensations. It didn't feel very well. I thought I was going to throw up. I stood up to go to the restroom. Uh, luckily my mother-in-law and my husband were there and, um, I kind of face planted into the corner of where my floor, my kitchen floor meets my cabinets and busted my face open, my, my nose. I was rushed to the emergency room and given a CT scan and everything looked okay. So I was scheduled for an epileptic specific protocol MRI and they also found nothing. So we did an EEG test and there was nothing remarkable. And hearing nothing remarkable every time somebody is looking at my brain, uh, I found a little bit rude. I think my brain is remarkable. But uh, in the way of results, I guess nothing remarkable is what we're looking for. So uh, grateful for that. So after those tests, I did an ambulatory EEG, which is where I wore the electrodes attached to my head and a battery pack home with me for a little over 24 hours, slept with it and everything. And uh, I never really heard anything back from that test. I assume it was also unremarkable. I also had blood tests around that time and nothing. The neurologist I was working with was kind of like, well, I can give you this anti-seizure medication and that's about it because we don't really see a cause for it. But the medication was horrible. They initially just put me on that when I went to the emergency room 
And I took that for about a month. It made me foggy and irritable. I remember reporting thoughts of suicide. And so that was not going to work. And I'm super grateful that I had the insight into my brain and how it works, and that I worked under the supervision of a neuropsychologist researcher who I was able to talk to about my concerns with the medication. And what I decided that was that it didn't make sense for me to take a medication every day that made me feel worse for something that wasn't happening daily, and we couldn't find any physiological cause for So that is when I decided to quit smoking cigarettes and quit drinking. And I didn't drink at all for a few years. And now I drink rarely. I have a few glasses of wine uh, a year, but still don't drink much because I realized how much I was drinking and using drinking to self-soothe and cope with my anxiety and my internal discomfort. And that may be a story for another day. So I quit drinking and I quit smoking and I started paying attention to my diet, basically trying to adjust anything that may be contributing to the seizures, which I started looking into. And that's when I began looking into the stress cycle and learning more about the stress response and its effects on the brain and body and how the brain and body work together. And I just dove in and started learning everything that I could And I'm grateful that I worked at an academic institution where I could easily access journals and scientific research on the topic. The beginning of these seizures happened around the same time of my brother's decision to end his life. Um, And that was an immensely stressful time that I am still processing. And I knew at that time that I had been carrying stress from uh, growing up time filled with multiple types of chronic adverse experiences of violence and abuse. And so looking into the stress response made sense to me. Um, I had one of these episodes while on kind of a girl's trip, and I had a friend who is a trauma therapist there and suggested that I look into psychogenic non-epileptic seizures. And so I did. And I haven't been able to find much literature on them, Uh, They mostly say go to psychotherapy, which I do, but this has been helpful in what types of therapy I seek and how I expand my own understanding of trauma in the body and brain and possible interventions there. And the reason I decided to talk about all of this today is because I had a seizure at work a few days ago uh, for the first time. It's never happened at work before. I've never had to be concerned about that. Um... So I was in the middle of scanning someone else's brain when I felt the aura come on. And I was sitting there with the research assistant and I had just enough time to say, uh, (laughs) I kind of got down on the ground and I said, this is going to be really weird to the research assistant. Um, And then when I came to, they were on the phone with 911. I just remember coming to saying, it's okay. It's okay. I'm okay. And I know that they were shook. I feel terrible that they had that experience. Um, Because for me, I've had enough practice at these now that I know it's okay. But somebody else doesn't know that. And I'm sure it's terrifying to watch that. So I was able to call my coworker who works, uh, who lives very close to work to come take over for me. And I was incredibly grateful to have been able to do that. I was humiliated because I had lost control of my bladder during the seizure and wet my pants 
while at work in front of this research assistant who I don't know very well and seemed already just traumatized by this experience. Um, I don't mean to misuse that word. Um, greatly affected by that experience. Um, it, it wasn't great. And it was just something I had to deal with. So there I am with wet pants, having to continue to give instructions to the participant inside the MRI uh, <laughs> for their next task, trying to uh, just continue keeping everything in that situation uh, running smoothly because the show must go on. And at the same time, trying to comfort this uh, person who was obviously shook from the experience that they had just had watching their coworker go into this weird event. Um, so it was an interesting experience. Still kind of working through that uh, because it was, it was new, involving new people in a new, a new environment. Uh, when I started having these seizures, uh, I was terrified every time. I, I was terrified. I didn't know if I was going to live or what was wrong with me. And I guess I still don't know how long I will live or, you know, what will cause my death. None of us do. I still don't know what's causing these episodes for sure. I have my beliefs, but nothing, I haven't been able to have anything confirmed, but I do have a better idea of what I think is causing them and how to continue addressing the issue of the PTSD, of the stored trauma that I carry and working with that. And so I made a post on Instagram and it resonated with a lot of folks. And I think the message is just when days don't go our way for whatever reason it is, it can be minorly annoying, or it can be a major kind of interruption into our life. We have the opportunity to decide how we want to respond and how we choose to respond determines what happens next. And that doesn't mean pretend like everything's okay and just be positive. It just means that how we choose to respond determines what happens next. And we only have the space to choose a response when we're not hijacked in survival mode. Because your brain and body will respond in whatever way seems helpful in survival when we're in a threat response, which is what I believe these seizure episodes to be. So this my friend, is why it is so important to participate in nervous system hygiene so that we can help our nervous system to function in the way that it's intended to, to balance back and forth between all of the states of being, to calm our survival response when needed so we can access our thinking brain and have the space to press pause and choose how we want to deal with the shit that comes up that we don't like that we don't want, that we don't really want to deal with, but it is here and we have to because it's not going to go away by ignoring it. I think that's all I've got for you today. Reminding you to practice your nervous system hygiene, wishing you a beautiful week and wishing you a little more compassion for yourself and for others. Until next time, peace out.